Hey y'all, what's up? This is your girl, Dr. B. Bellamy. Welcome to Sunday Dinners, a conversation series about our understanding of God, love, mental health, and all those things in between, honey. I don't want to take up too much of your time, so let's just hop right in. Welcome back. It's been a time. It has been quite a time for you, girl. (laughs) It's been a period of intentional rest. It's been a period of joyful no's and still yeses. It's been a period of Me saying no to you and yes to me. I mean, to put it plainly, if that wasn't plain enough, whatever I wanted to do, I did. And with little inhibition, with very little judgment. And because, yes, to be honest, I did judge myself in the beginning for taking rest. But essentially, whatever I didn't want to do, I simply didn't do it. And I know I'm saying all of this from a very privileged state. You know, when I use my world lens and I reflect on everything that is going on in the world, to take rest is indeed a luxury. But also from the lens of self-care and self-preservation and opening myself up to a more evolved state, resting became a necessity. And essentially, this restful state made way for peace to enter my life in ways I hadn't experienced in a long time. And it kind of feels like, well, let me put it this way. I love when you can see scriptures come to life. Like when you can see a scripture made alive in your own life experiences. Has that ever happened to you? I mean, it just makes God and his word that much sweeter to me. Oh my goodness. I mean, I see it happen all the time, especially with one of my anchoring scriptures, Romans 8, 28. If you know me, y'all know that's my favorite scripture or one of them. And it reads, and we know that all things work together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. I mean, it really has brought into question why I've spent time worrying so. Hmm. But anyway, during this time of rest, I really can say I experienced Philippians 4, 6 through 7. I mean, it became palpable, so tangible. I could feel it deeply. And you know, it reads like this, be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests 
be made known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus y'all I felt every word and I felt it deep within me and I was unbothered honey if unbothered was a person it was me my contentment was at an all-time high and so was my peace and I do know That's largely because I became so committed to resting, whatever that looked like for me. I became so committed to resting in him, I was unmovable. Well, at least for a short while. (laughs) I don't think I ever rested in God like this before. And I want to draw this distinction. I was having a conversation with one of my friends about apathy. And for me as I approached this resting season, I was not in an overwhelming state of apathy, even though, child, considering what I had been enduring the past decade or so, hey, I had every right to be (laughs) in a state of apathy. But for me, it was a conscious state of surrendering to God, a falling to his feet, an accepted invitation to finally rest in him like he'd been calling me to do for some time now and I had finally gotten to the point of exhaustion of trying to do this world or this life on my own to where I was like all right Lord catch me y'all as a reminder my podcast isn't a bible study it's a call for you to study yours it's an avenue for you to get to know your sister me and an opportunity to get to know yourself a little bit better through the stories I decide to share here. I want you to be reassured knowing that there's someone else who's in this walk with you and going through learning life's lessons and sometimes in the messiest ways too, okay? (laughs) Additionally, I have a growing list of guests who will appear on the podcast soon enough and they too are in this walk with you. So my only ask is that if you're here, you're here in love, with an open mind and an open heart and full self-awareness. So let's get back to this podcast episode. (laughs) Now that I have declared resting season to be over, (laughs) what did I learn? What did I learn about myself and others? Well, there's a reason this episode is called The Clearing peace over everything. Let's get into it. (laughs) Hey, y'all. I'm so happy to be back here on the mic. Um, I feel good. I feel good. Yeah, this episode is about what I learned during this time of rest. And um, yeah, let me let me see what I can say about it. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you like this. I'm gonna tell you like this. What I know for sure now in the most simplistic way that I can say it. And when I say this, you're gonna be like, well, you do. But I mean, do we really practice this? So hear me, hear me. Okay. What I know for sure what I know for sure, through and through, is the absence of God is the absence of peace. The presence of God 
is the presence of peace. Okay, that sounds simple enough, right? Hmm. Well, for me, I had to realize that I was moving throughout my life in relationship with him on a part-time, on-again, off-again basis. And I feel like a lot of us listening can relate to that. Um, so during this period, one of the immediate lessons I had to come face to face with was learning that if I wanted to sustain and grow upon this peace that I had been experiencing over the past few months, this resting season, honey, it's not a season at all. It's a way of being, it's a lifestyle. I mean, it had to become a lifestyle for me. I mean, I saw myself making full on declarations of an evolution happening within me. Okay. <laughs> like, and this kind of brings to mind this IG story I created not too long ago. I mean, those who follow me uh, may have seen it and if you didn't, thank God. But anyway, I had announced that resting season was over. I was like, well, resting season is over guys. And I think I spent like two days talking about how resting season ended and how things woke me up and, Blah, blah blah. I mean, I looked at. I'm like, now I think about. It, I'm like, girl, shut up. <laughs> like sometimes, you gotta look at yourself in the mirror and be like, girl, shut up. I mean, that's what I do to these involuntary Facebook um, reminders of statuses I wrote like maybe two decades or so ago. I'm like, leave it alone, Facebook. I don't need to know like the state of mind I was in about 15, 20 years ago. You know, I think the most <laughs> The ones I'm getting now on a frequent basis are my um, post that I did about Scandal when, you know, that television series was on because I was a full on gladiator. What's up, gladiators? I mean, I was nobody couldn't message me. Nobody could talk to me. I was doing real live tweets on Facebook because I didn't have a Twitter. I still don't. But, yeah, I was like uh, doing up to date you know, live status updates on Facebook during the episodes. And so that's what's like coming, reminding me of just how committed of a gladiator I was. Anyway, <laughs> but going back to this IG story, I knew what I was saying. Like, I know what I meant in the moment. I, what I was saying was, you know, I had taken several steps back from bringing my full self to different things, like, you know, my job or job opportunities or other life situations I made a conscious decision to just kind of let the chips fall where they may and not overwork, not work too strenuously. I had committed really to just do the bare minimum and I was quite content with the result of that. I'm not a bare minimum person. Um, <laughs> I, I, I do the most and when it matters, you know, when it comes to, you know, anything that I'm pursuing work or with, when it was school or just whatever it was, I tried to go to the limits okay um but in this period I was you know to the best of my ability I excused myself from you know stressful situations or even having difficult conversations except for the difficult conversations I had to have with my therapist and the only reason why I had difficult conversations with her is I was paying her but in, even those <laughs> even those I kind of kept surface level Right. But even like I took a step back from this podcast because in this podcast, you know, to me, we talk about or we'll talk about um, things that, you know, aren't necessarily the easiest to accept or or, or um, just kind of talk about sometimes. And it felt like work. And I also when I started this podcast, I made a commitment to myself that 
every time I hit record, I need to bring my full authentic self to the mic. And if I could not do that, I wasn't going to hit record. And I was going through a refueling period, right, during this resting season. And so as I refueled or came back to myself, you know, and, and, and experienced some new things about myself, I just wanted to relish in that and keep it to myself. So I took a break from y'all. <laughs> I said, I'll see y'all later. But I'm glad y'all are here. I'm glad y'all are back. Um, and I'm ready to, you know, move forward. But even to illustrate it some more, like, even when it came to how I presented myself in relationships, friendships, whatever it is, like I took a full step back. I didn't engage as much. Um, I didn't reach out as much into the friends, you know, who understood, they understood into the friends that didn't understand. Hey, it's okay. Like I did not find myself fighting for relationships or, or in the fight at all, largely because I had learned enough in this period to kind of like let God do his thing. Um, I knew that I had seen over the years that, you know, God places and removes people and things and opportunities and stuff. Um, he does what he wants with those things, right? So he, God will remove people and place people in my life on purpose for his purpose. He will always move for my pro uh, protection and, and prosperity. And so I was able to rest knowing that, hey, God got me, right? Because <laughs> I'm his. And I didn't have to fight the way I used to. You know, in the past, I left no room for God to do his thing. And so me resting at this point was stepping out of his way, you know. Um, but <laughs> I will say that even though, like, I guess another illustration could be, you know, I kind of put my gloves down because I stopped the fight, right? And I and I buried them. I didn't bury them too deep, though, because I'm, you know, hey, I'm, there are days where I'm like, yes, Lord, I fully rely on you. And then the other days it's like, hey, I got it. I got it, Lord. And then quickly the devil's like, oh, you got it? Let's just see, right? <laughs> Let's see how much you got it. Then I pull those boxing gloves out that don't work so well. But what I also learned from that in terms of relying on God is this, I'm either going to fully rely on God as um, an active way to preserve and to protect my peace or I'm not, right? Or I'm going to continue to fight with these little boxing gloves I have and then still at the end of the day be like, Lord, I ain't got it. Catch me. You know, like, what you going to do, Brittany? You either going to fully rely on him or you're not. So that's one thing I had to kind of wrestle with and just let my spirit and my nervous system like truly rest in that fight. Um, because what I had seen and God had shown me over and over and over again that even in the calamity, even in the turmoil of it all, the way my faith had shaped up and is still shaping up is, you know, I did understand that God will always leave room for me in his bosom to rest while he fights for me. He will fight for me and I only need to be still. Now that, honey, is coming from life experience, but also Exodus 14, 14. Y'all, Exodus 14, 14 will preach every time. Every time. Stillness is another aspect of peace, but we'll get into that later. Um, but from a conscious state of rest, I learned that my state of unrest came from living that, you know, part-time status of a child of God and letting go of my position as his daughter. Um, I had become so wrapped up in striving to meet the expectations of others and allowing those expectations to come before God and the way he had prescribed for me to live. You know, I, I became 
exhausted. And I wasn't even conscious that I was doing that really, right? Because all I was doing was exercising life in the way that I had learned to exercise it, which is largely to people please or to meet other people's expectations, right? And so within that, I also learned different survival strategies, unsustainable ways of being, um, which were not of God and just opened the door up for exhaustion and burnout. And those ways of being coupled with, you know, just life, lifing, the devil throwing his hands, you know, me feeling unrelenting pressure on all sides and child dealing with anxiety and depression and they hit different every time. And just relying on those unsustainable ways, you know, I quickly just, I just quickly fail. And well, I don't want to say it was quickly because I mean, this is maybe decades of living like this. Like this is not, dec- well, I'm only 34. So like, <laughs> I would say a decade or so or more living like this. Um, but again, like relying on those unsustainable ways of being, um, I only exacerbated my exhaustion and I did this on rotation, right? I tried to find solace in the most unsustainable ways and people and things and situations. It just, like I said, it just did not become sustainable, but these were adaptive behavior patterns over time. These were learned behavior patterns, um, even from childhood over time. Right. And these were behavior patterns that in my mind ensured my survival, And while we're on survival strategies and while we're on behavior patterns, I mean, which are habits, right? How you habitually go throughout life. My God, like, yes, habits are hard to break, but especially when these habits that you're trying to break are a part of your survival, right? When you're trying to break these survival strategies or behavior patterns in survival mode, my goodness. (laughs) So this resting period also helped me kind of checked my own behavior patterns that were rooted in survival and gave me an opportunity to eulogize them. And my God, these behavior patterns, like I said, were, and some of them still are a part of me and they are trying to hold on for dear life, you know? So in a sense, uh, this resting period was also a spiritual, mental and emotional detox for me. It was like I had to learn how to breathe all over again and trust my breath, right? I had to learn how to walk outside of chaos and trust that the silence or the lack um, of stress was okay. I had to learn that resting is indeed productive, especially if the result is peace and a steady and full breath. So I had to trust the shedding process. I had to trust the removal of behavior and thought patterns that I just didn't have to rely on anymore. And that was probably one of the most difficult times during this resting period because it, I identified so well and so deeply with these behavior patterns. I thought the shift that was happening was wrong. I thought something was wrong with me. Right. But once I really just started, I decided to surrender and let go of everything I kind of felt myself evolve into a restful and more peaceful state. I even had to trust that the change and shift in relationships was a good thing, especially the removal of one-sided relationships. I I started celebrating those. (laughs) It was one day I was like, oh, this is what peace looks like. And every time something may have come, um, happened in my life, I found myself simply saying, 
okay. Like the still yes that I talked about became a still okay, like a full acceptance of it all, knowing that everything was going to be okay because what was emphasized in this period was peace over everything. And whatever needed to go, needed to go. And what was going to stay was going to stay. Even, you know, I will say this recently, I've had two life events happen almost simultaneously. One was a long overdue heart-wrenching decision I had to make. And the other one was a smoke and mirrors. And child, we're going to talk about smoke and mirrors on another podcast. We're going to get into that. But anyway, you know, during those times, I found myself becoming so undone and the old behavior patterns started to creep back up and old Brittany started to rear her head because, you know, in my defense, I'm only, you know, two seconds removed from old Brittany, <laughs> you know, an old sense of self. Um, but the thing that reeled me back in was the peace that I had been sitting in and thriving in over the past few months. And I realized I had left my position of peace. I essentially voluntarily got up from my seat of peace and told those issues that, Hey, you can have it. You can, you can have my peace. This is another time where you're like, girl, shut up, get back in your seat. You know, you got to talk to yourself like, Hey man, you know, like <laughs> you got to get real with yourself sometimes all the time. Um, And so that was a wake up call to me that I have a choice, right? I don't necessarily have to always continue to react in the same way or fight in the same way um, against life or towards in response to life the way I used to. And, you know, one thing that I want us to hold on to is is just that the, the decision that we have to respond and react to life when life happens and we can either decide to sit in our seat of abundance that we have that God has given us, or we can allow the life issue to rear us up from our seat. Um, and I know that's easier said than done, especially if you have had to operate in and throughout a state of chaos and dysfunction. If maybe you were raised in it, maybe life is just like that for you right now, or, uh, you know, your job is like that or relationship. But we have a choice, um, especially if we are on our own, we're, you know, doing this adulting thing. We, we have more choices now as adults than we did when we were children. Um, so take an account of what your life looks like and ask yourself, what are you voluntarily signing up for in terms of chaos and dysfunction? And what are you relinquishing your peace for? And is it worth it? Um, But another thing I I had to learn is that I have to be more committed to creating and protecting my peace than anything else. I had to be equally committed to the process of creating my peace. And if you are considering this, like, what does that mean for you? For me, right? Um, That means I have to establish and hold difficult boundaries. I had to end certain relationships or friendships that no longer align with the person that I know God is creating me to be, you know, sometimes for you that may be saying no to job jobs or job offers, or if you have the luxury of declining more work on the job, saying no to additional work, um, you know, or no to certain job conditions that may stand in conflict with who you are becoming. Um, I know also for me, I identify with, you know, changing my diet holistically. So that means changing, um, you know, what I'm eating, you know, changing what I'm watching, what I'm listening to, what I'm purchasing. I mean, consumption in all ways 
These are things that I had to do and continue to do. And I make no apologies for it. And I encourage you to make no apologies about the changes you have to make as well. This is where I currently find myself. And especially even down to my home. I mean, my home is intentionally being filled through the lens of comfort and peace. And of course, some sense of style, honey. I mean, it's me, but in all ways, peace. Like this is the place that I rest in you know, my place of solace and the place where I will minister to others and where I will be ministered to. And so I need it to permeate, right? With peace. Like you need to fill it. I need to fill it as soon as the doors open. Right. Um, and all this is, all of this is to say that, you know, I'm understanding things a bit different now because I was able to rest and take an account of things that I needed to change in order for me to live a life led by peace. The number one thing I needed to do was let God do it, (laughs) let God make the changes. And so now my, my fight is different. How I show up in the world has dramatically changed how I'm breathing. Oh, it's changing. Y'all, I didn't realize how often and how long and how much I was just holding my breath. I mean, I, I hold my breath. I didn't take full and deep breaths. And now I am, and I'm doing so consciously. Um, How I'm communicating is different. How I'm engaging with others, you know, it's all through a lens of sustaining and protecting my peace. And if you aren't about that, sustaining and protecting peace and creating your own peace, you know, we'll never really have a a workable relationship. I just, it's all right. We just won't. Um, Just kind of, you know, level set the expectations. But... (laughs) Also, as I've been reflecting on this period of peace for me um, or this now lifestyle, you know, I was reflecting on the struggle of it all. And fortunately, and fortunately, this struggle between, you know, flesh and spirit sometimes compromises our walk. Um, And I say fortunately because we can use this as a guidepost to see where we fell off and to get back on the path of peace, right? We can use it as lessons. And even if we have to walk the same path over and over and over again, like me, I have, I have had to relearn (laughs) lessons over and over and over again. Okay. Until I got it. like, Oh, okay. You will have a eureka moment one day. Like you will have, Oh, I got it. A light bulb will go off. You know, you will have that moment if you keep going and y'all this walk isn't if you are human and you are listening to this, you know this walk is not perfect. It is difficult. It is hard. It is even harder, you know, if you're doing this walk alone. And so that's why it's so important for us to stay vigilant and have a faith-filled community. Um, I mean, there are so many scriptures and things that I meditated on and reflected on during this time. Um, But especially when I was thinking about my life and how vigilant I was not, (laughs) you know, I think sometimes scriptures come to gut punch you or humble you. And the one that also came to mind was first Peter five, eight through 12, where, you know, it calls us to be vigilant, you know, keeping our guard being watchful, Um, resisting the devil, being steadfast in the faith. I mean, you know, the devil takes no days off, like at all, right? And so without any conditions, without putting a time frame or anything else on it, we are called to remain vigilant, period. So that's to say, always keep your guard, be watchful. And if you know me a little bit, just a tiny bit, or if you listen to these past few episodes, 
um, you know, these past few episodes pretty much are about my lack of vigilance, right? Because I have gone through life just in this very like sometimes utopian sense, bright eyed, bushy tailed way and thinking that everybody's good. Life is grand. Hey guys, everybody's nice. And no, <laughs> like the devil has shown up and reared his head and his minions in my life. And when I tell you I was not prepared, neither time, <laughs> but because I, I just wasn't, I wasn't vigilant. Like I, I did not have this awareness sometimes, very naive awareness that people, there are just some evil spirits out there. Some, some people just are bad. <laughs> okay. Like some people are just, and I, and I didn't want to believe that because just this heart I have for people, I was like, Hey guys, like everybody's not, and just, you know, some people are hurt and some people are, you know, project their hurt and pain on the other people. And I had to learn that over time. You know, I'm not as naive, uh, as I used to be, thank God for growth. But I got to this point of growth and maturity in him because of the community I have. You know, I thank God over time for a small circle of friends, consistent friends. I mean, we are deep, deep into the second decade of our friendships, okay? Um, a faithful community is a small circle of mentors who have nurtured me over time, who have loved on me, and who have held me accountable in the flesh. And so within this walk, you know, community is very important. I believe that scripture, First Peter, also talks about community, um, saying that we should also rest and have confidence knowing that there are shared grievances in the community of faith throughout the world so that we're not we're not going through this walk alone is the point here and if you're listening to this and you don't have a community or you uh, know that you probably need to make some significant and necessary changes in the people that you hang around you know reach out to me if you're listening via spotify or if you're listening via apple music um, or itunes whatever it is apple Podcasts. that's what it would be on um you know leave me a voice message let me know you want to connect and we can definitely connect and we can create community in our own ways our own faith-filled community here just to hold one another accountable and trust me i am ready when you are one last thing before I go, I'm about to close this up. Uh, we underestimate this and I wish we didn't and I'm guilty of it too. I really am. Um, but, you know, we don't, we don't study enough. We don't read our Bibles enough, y'all. Like we just don't. And the, the very thing that helped me rest and rest in God, I ain't talking about just resting and not, you know, just sitting here around here, not doing anything, but actively pursuing rest in God, you know, relinquishing our worries and our cares, um, being better stewards of what he has given us and resting in that. And that's another podcast. Um, yeah, the very thing that helped me in this resting period was reading and meditating on his word and prayer and praise, prayer and praise. I, I had to worship him. I had to read. I had to study. I had to hold myself accountable. I had to just do that. And one way that helped me and has helped me um, for a while now, I mean, a, a very, very long time is I had to make the scriptures personal. I had to identify myself in those scriptures. Um, and this is a practice that I, I kind of adopted several years ago, because sometimes I, I get it. Sometimes it's like you read a scripture and it, it doesn't hit home. It's like, all right, what is this? <laughs> like, this ain't got nothing to do with me. This ain't got nothing to do with my my life right now. And it and it does. You know, we just have to be a little bit more intentional about finding ourselves in the scriptures. The scriptures are about me and they're about you. And I w want us to take more time really, really studying it. Um, one 
scripture in, in particular that is helping me stay accountable in this journey of sustaining my peace um, is Proverbs 27, 19. And it says, as water reflects the face, so one's life reflects the heart. And this resting period was all about removing those things from my heart that were um, filled with any hurt, <laughs> any chaos, any dysfunction, any uh, unsustainable behavior uh, patterns or thought patterns they had to go. I mean, it was about removing those things so that my life, in a sense, can reflect what my heart says. And um, I, I'm about alignment. And I want it desperately <laughs> to my life to be aligned with peace. Um, and, you know, it's, it's not perfect, y'all, but when you, it's not a perfect process. It's not uh, the easiest thing to do, but I, I do want that for myself. And I want that for you. And, you know, whenever you encounter me, I want you to say, girl, you look or sound like you're at peace. Or when you see me and I'm having a bad day, so say, girl, you get back in your seat. You left your seat. Hold me accountable. Okay. You know, um, I was so pleased and I was thankful in this moment. I had gone to dinner with a friend and she was like, girl, you, you look like you're at peace. And I was, and I had thought about that on the drive home and I was like, wow. And I didn't even really realize it. Um, but other people can see the state that you're in. Other people can, can feel your energy. They can feel it. And, um, I was definitely at peace at that time. And I'm glad to say that I am, I still am. I am continuing my resting posture. I'm intentionally and consciously every day trying to practice a state of rest in God. I'm trying to practice, make sure that I'm at peace, um, despite what comes. Um, and a lot of that is because I understand fully now that I had to come to this state of rest to be ready for the work that is to come. Okay. There's a lot of work that I've been ducking and dodging and <laughs> I feel more ready to take it on and I'm grateful for the opportunity to have rest. So I encourage you to do what you need to do to do the same, um, to find your rest. You know, I, I hope this episode gave you something to chew on. Again, like I said, I am glad to be back here on the mic. And I'm so glad that you're here. And I can't wait to engage with you moving forward. So remember, keep your hearts and minds open to God. All right. Until next time, keep going, but find your rest. <laughs>